this is Munyani Chakalani from Bloemfontein. I really personally wish that uh, Mr. Mkwena's deal can be the one that is approved. Personally, uh, I do not necessarily care if, oh, irrespective of which business model actually gets utilized to Bloemfontein Bloemfontein. Let that be. Because, Robert, this is the only thing that we have, that we can pride ourselves with. So I wouldn't like to see Bloemfontein Celtic going anywhere. Even if Mr. Sukazi can have it there in Pumalang, but then, I Thank you. Uh, Rob, good evening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rob. Uh, I am Mustin Musime Walisele from Melilbek in Pumalanga. Uh, you can tell uh, from Lebohamukwena that the man is a diehard, a true civil supporter. It would be nice to have someone who will inject a financial muscle to the team. He knows the culture of Bloemfontein Celtic. Uh, I wish him all of the best and thanks for bringing in uh, Jimmy Agosto. Both of these gentlemen, they know the culture and how things are done at Bloemfontein Celtic. Thank you very much. Oh six oh five eight four double two five zero. Please send us uh, through those uh, WhatsApp voice notes, especially around this topic that we are discussing right now about Bloemfontein Celtic. Now, the former Bloom Celtic owner, uh, Dimitri Jimmy Augusti, says that he'd love to return to the club and ensure that it does not relocate from the Free State capital. Now, Augusti, remember, sold the club to Max Shabalala. Uh, back in what july 2014 after owning it for almost 13 years now augusti together with his predecessor the late dr Beatrice whitehead mulemela had a gentleman's agreement to keep the club in bloemfontein he joins me on the line jimmy augusti former bloom celtic boss good evening and welcome to marrow sports worldwide good evening rob good evening to all the listeners and thanks for having me yo haven't heard your voice in the longest time. Been a while, I, eh? I mean, this was this was the voice of the man that we would have good times with. When there were bad times, there were bad. We would fight, and Jimmy would not talk to me for weeks, but then he would cool down, and everything will be back in order. And we kept thinking about you when all of this was transpiring again. And it's been going on for couple of years now maybe it's also very tiring because i think somewhere somehow jimmy all of this needs to come to an end and the focus should be on the club let me just get your overall impression of what's been going on how you're assessing it and how does it reflect on you well yes rob um you're quite right when you say it has been going on for a couple of years, the, sit, uh, the current situation at the club, which everybody is well aware of. 
um, you know, the assessment thereof, it's, it's a sad situation um, to see the club constantly in the media for, let's say, negative reasons. Whereas before, you know, it was more in the media for positive reasons. You know, um, the club has got a lot of problems. It's, an, it's, not, it's not a secret. It's a sad situation to watch, you know, but you support it from a distance. You're always hoping that um, the season will turn the corner and, you know, Celtic will return to its glory days. But it's it's another matter when when uh, there's talk, serious talk, because there's always talk, but serious talk of of an institution, of an establishment, of a way of life for the past 50 years to of the poorest communities in the country being taken away or leaving the city or, or not existing if this deal goes through, possibly. That is, I think it's traumatic on many levels to the people of Bloemfontein. And having been part of it and having been a custodian, so to speak, of the club in my capacity of owner stroke chairman at the time, um, you know, you feel for the situation. You know when you, and and it's and it's difficult because right now Vustemusim's uh, voice note rings in my head and says that it's the only thing, especially the black community had, that they were looking forward to every single year, knowing that at least once a year or once a season there's an Orlando Pirates that's going to come, there's a Kaiser Chiefs that's going to come, there's a Mamelodi Sundowns that's going to come. People are going to get excited. There's prospect of playing in a cup game, um, as Paul Dollazer did and brought the glory back when he was still in charge there. Um, and I just remembered now, even the Makufe Festival, which has the Makufe Cup, would be something that doesn't exist anymore, all because of where it was centered around Bloemfontein. So can you imagine all of that, Jimmy, not being there anymore? There's a lot of things that would fall by the wayside, Rob. There's um, economically, once again, for the informal traders, some of them the poorest of the poor, the, the match day at Dr. Molomela Stadium on a Sunday is in inverted commas a bumper day for them. They get mm-hmm. 20,000, 30,000 people coming through the turnstiles and they can sell their chisanyama, they can sell their rantapaiki, they can do whatever business they can. And that will also be gone. There's many other activities that feed off a, off a healthy Celtic in Bloemfontein. And then there's just a general feel-good factor, Rob. Um, you know, in general, the country's been going through trying times. We've been hit by an unexpected evil called coronavirus. People can't go to work. People are struggling to, to make ends meet. And then, yes, as the caller said, to thousands and thousands of people in the city and province, it is the only thing that brings them joy. Would, would you rescue this mission, though? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm reading a tweet here. Selby says that uh, Mag Shabalala is a cancer that needs to be cut off. Playing with Siwelala's emotions season in and season out, it doesn't help at all having him as part of this team. W- would you, as Jimmy Augusti, look at getting back into this club, rescuing it, but most importantly, keeping it where people want it? 
You know, Rob, it, it is true that I had a gentleman's agreement with uh, the late Tate Rantla Molamela that this club that I would never remove or move this club or relocate it out of Bloemfontein. It is true that there was no written clause in the contract per se as a special condition. However, there was that verbal gentleman's agreement that I would never move it out of Bloemfontein, which was never, ever, ever my intention because, as I've often said, I've followed this club since 1985 when it started making headlines under the Dave Roberts coaching era when they won the Main State Cup where Ishmael Mukitlane scored the winning goal against African Wanderers and who won 2-1. I've been following this team all my life. I played for the club. I owned the club, promoted it from the NFD. So I understand more than most what this club means. It's not a football club to these people, Rob. It's not a football club to these people. It is almost the equivalent of going into a foreign country and, or into any country and cancelling their religion. If you go into the Middle East and say, Islam doesn't exist anymore, we are moving it from here. It is similar in similar terms. It is in similar terms. That's how deep this club means and that's how deep this club goes in the community of Bloemfontein, Mangaung, and the Greater Free State. Now, the consensus that comes through, Jimmy, in all of this, and I hear you, is that the emotional side of things is not going to help. There is a crisis that has been brewing there for many a year. It is probably, I don't know if it is too late. I read different things on different days in the media about where the club is and the fact that it's finalized or not. But... If the people in that region are not willing to dig deep and purchase and keep behind, then it looks like the economic factors are going to come through and sweep this team away from its base. That's what it looks like, Rob. And this is how I land up speaking to you on air tonight. I'd always been, um, I stayed in my lane. I kept a distance and gave the, the new owners and management space and time to build their own identity with the club, etc. But when um, a gentleman stands up like Tim Zukazi and says, I have an agreement and I've got certain conditions to perform by, and if I perform by those dates, I have a deal, which if we read, well, if we take what he says, if he comes up with the money by the 31st, which is next week, Monday, then the harsh reality, Rob, is that looks like Celtic is gone. And this is why when I was called by a certain journalist and asked, would I be interested in taking back the team? I said, provided the terms and conditions are favorable to both parties, I would be open in negotiating and discussing such a possibility. However, if, as we say, Mzukazi has got a written agreement with Max Chabalala. I can negotiate as hard as I want with Max or with whoever. That co- that contract has got to run its course. And people have to be given their, 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 their space to deliver on their due dates. And if Tim Zukazi comes up with the money in the, in, from what I understand, then it's a done deal. From your memory of the contract, because you would have been directly involved in the handover of power from yourselves to Max Shabalala, he's got the right to do as he wishes or pleases with the entity itself. So if it either goes to KZN or it goes to Mpumalanga, it is what it is. And it's within his legal right 
to do that? From my understanding, yes, Rob, he has that right. From my understanding, I would say yes. And the only way that a Jimmy Augusta could ever come through and top whatever it is, is to lay down an amount that is marginally or somewhat more than whatever Tim Sugazi would have put on the table. Well, I suppose market factors dictate that. You know, uh, um, you would have to come in in that range. But then there's obviously the big elephant in the room, Rob, is um, mm. there's a lot being spoken about this outstanding SARS account, the SARS bill. Um, it's been reported in the media that there is a bill of over 40 million rand owed to SARS by the club. Mm. SARS apparently stepped in, in the Le Shabani deal to say that they have to be settled first before anybody else gets any money. Well, if SARS are owed 40, then how much does the owner want for the club, including SARS or excluding SARS? Because you really... That's why I say terms and, terms and conditions really need to be set out clearly and see if it's a viable uh, option to pursue. But I would definitely look at it, considering the crisis that the club faces itself in. It is probably the, 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 the most realistic time this club has ever faced the possibility of being moved out of Bloemfontein, in my opinion. And ever than ever before. Ever than before. Ever than before. And this is why when asked if I would be willing to step in, I would be willing to step in, Robert, provided terms and conditions make sense and are, unfair and, and, and are acceptable to both parties. All right. This is where, again, I, I, I have to gauge on your, on your honesty, and that's one thing that I've always respected about yourself, Jimmy. Thank you. When when you talk about the forty million SARS bill that is there, if you were to step in, do you have forty million rand lying around there that you'd want to just chuck into that to settle that even before you start to talk now about the actual sale of the club? Well, Rob, I don't know how many people in today's times are sitting with forty million rand cash in their back pocket. However, there are avenues that this money could be raised, and I would not be sitting here on the radio tonight telling you that I would be interested if I wouldn't be able to accept that, access that kind of funding. The reports and investigation that we did told us that whether it is from Sugazi or from the other party in Durban, yes. that there was a 30 million rand down payment that was made. So when I try and juxtapose the 40 mil versus the 30, obviously it's 10 million short of what that bill would be like. So it could either be a payment arrangement with SARS that would say 20 million initially, and then the other, well, 10 would go towards the purchase of the club. <coughs> Once I mean, again, as, yeah. as, 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 you've just, as, as you've just laid it out, that is, that is a form of negotiation. As I, as I said <coughs> clearly, provided terms and conditions are negotiated and they're favorable and amicable to both parties, it is a possibility, yes. And that would include sitting down with SARS and, 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 and having negoti negotiations with SARS. D describe the financial health 
of Bloemfontein Celtic when you sold it through to Max Shabalal? Rob, I would like to believe that Bloemfontein Celtic was one of the most stable clubs in the PSL financially. We were one of the very few that had a very healthy sponsorship, first from Vodacom and then from MTN. We had a healthy sponsorship from MTN, I might add. Um, mm. um, it was There was enough money once MTN stepped in. There was enough money for all the expenses of the club to be easily covered, provided the monies coming in are earmarked for the expenses of the club. There was enough money. There was more than enough money after MTN came in to look after the players well. Players were on good contracts. We could buy players. We could compete in the market. We could compete with the top three or four clubs in the market for certain players. We were we were purchasing players. We brought in the Slompokekanas of this world, Tietzimao, as we bought these players from Supersport United. We bought Tembile Kanono from, from, from Orlando Pirates. We paid a loan fee to bring Nathan Porsche back from Sweden. We, according to Trevor Phillips, in his time, when he was CEO of the Premier Soccer League, he, he estimated that we were one of the top five paying clubs in the country when it came to players' contracts and players' salaries. It was never, ever an issue at Bloom Celtic of late payments or non-payments or outstanding payments or default of payments. My brother Ike, who was CEO for the club for eight years, went for the first eight seasons in the Premier League without a salary. So that every money that comes in could be prioritized for the club. We had one of the biggest technical sponsors in the club because we had built up a relationship with Reebok that lasted more than 10 years. There's clubs that are in the PSL that have never had a sponsorship, yet we managed to have Vodacom and MTN. We never spent one season in the Premier League without a sponsorship. And we're talking about international brands here or continental brands in, in, in MTN and Vodacom. We had a sleeve sponsor from B3. We had subsidiary sponsors also from Toho Sun. Dolphin Celtic was in a very, very healthy state, Rob, if I may say so myself. Hence the question, though, how does it move from that healthy, financial, stable, growing scenario to one where they're scrambling for money, the reports of people not being paid for months and coaches not being paid even? What does your assessment say? I mean, what has gone on? Has there just been squandering of money, um, you know, personal greed? What do you think has happened here? Because surely it can't be a turnover that soon <coughs> into the doldrums of history as it seems to be going right now. <coughs> well, Rod, as a businessman, as most businessmen own football clubs, your football club has got to take priority as just as much as your other businesses. When I'm talking about the football club, I'm talking about the players itself, the machinery that makes the football club work on a day-to-day basis. If we start cutting corners and taking shortcuts, that eventually will catch up with us. 
I can't speak on behalf of the current management. I cannot make a judgment on where and how it has come to this situation. They would be in a better position to answer for themselves. They are running the machine on a day-to-day basis. But all I can say is it's a sad situation, Rob. It's a sad situation, and the, the demise has been clear for everybody to see. But have you formally approached Mr. Shabalala with an offer? Rob, I spoke to Max Shabalala about 18 months ago when I made him an offer verbally for the club. We didn't agree on, on the price and I withdrew and Mr. Shabalala continued. I have not... This week or since this story has come out, I have not spoken or seen Max Chabalala. It was my intention to maybe get in contact with him later in the week. However, as we said, there is apparently a current agreement on the table. And I also try to respect that from a professional point of view. So if this, according to Mr. Zukazi, He's got seven days remaining to, 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 to perform on his behalf. And then we could take it from there. So was the offer that you presented seen as being too little? At the time, yes. Did you think it was too little? No, I didn't. What was that offer? I offered 30. 30 M. 30 M. Was that in lieu of what you know from the SARS debt, or was that just strictly for the purchase of the entity? It was strictly for the purchase of the entity. So. Which, was, which was lower than what I had sold for, but as I say, when by the time I had sold to Max, he had MTN as a title sponsor, he had B3 as a sleep sponsor, those were no more there. So there was a huge chunk of income that was that had been lost there. The club was no longer on the same level competitively, I felt. So I didn't feel it was at the same value. And therefore, I made him the offer of $30 million. And obviously, for those who might not have been born at the time when you sold the club, just remind us again of what you sold it for. What I... Uh, what you sold the club for at the I time? I sold it for 45M, Rob. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was sold for. Which at okay. the time I felt was under its value. It was a vibrant brand, it was a top brand. Wherever you walked in Bloemfontein was green and white. Every Friday was Bloemfontein Celtic Friday. Mm. You would find. Afrikaners from the farms coming into Bloemfontein on a Friday to get their feed for their livestock wearing Bloemfontein Celtic jerseys. You would go to the University of the Free State and find students from all walks of life wearing Bloemfontein Celtic jerseys. Attorneys firms, companies, businesses would all dress in Celtic attire every Friday and every Monday after the games. This town was green and white. It was very, very difficult, Rob, and I said this with due respect, <coughs> to find <coughs> Kaiser Chiefs people wearing 
people wearing Kaiser Chiefs jerseys, Chiefs, Sundowns, Pirates. It was difficult to see that in Bloemfontein. They have now made a comeback. You see a lot of those replicas around town. And that's sad because Bloemfontein, Celtic is Bloemfontein. And it is for the people of Bloemfontein. This club was never <coughs> built by one individual. It was built by the community of Bloemfontein and by all the business people that have always contributed to this club. There are many, many business people who never owned this club that contributed from their pockets, especially in the dark days way back when football was the runt of the litter, so to speak. And these were just community clubs that were only allowed to play in the townships. A lot of business people from their pockets sustained this club, which maybe their names are not even being mentioned today. But yes, this team belongs in Bloemfontein. Um, It would be a travesty to see it leave the city. And I would try whatever I can, provided conditions and terms make reasonable sense, to try and keep that alive. All right, let's follow the story very, very closely. Jimmy, thank you so much for opening your heart and your honesty once again and chatting to us about this. Like you say, in the next seven days, um, it would be very crucial and critical. Um, I do believe from my understanding that, uh, you know, the leadership within Mpumalanga has already been consulted about this. Um, right now, it seems and it sounds like it's just the... Uh, the executive within the Premier Soccer League or the NSL uh, that have to give it the blessing. But Jimmy Augusti, once again, thank you so much. Stay strong, and I'm sure we'll be chatting soon. Thank you very much once again for having me, Rob. Thanks so much there. That is the former owner there of uh, Bloemfontein Celtic, Jimmy Augusti. Sounded very, very emotional indeed. But yeah, he's been up front, said he offered max $30 million. Uh, Max turned that down, sold the club for 45, but gave the reasons why uh, he would be going that way.